the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We have an extraordinary guest today. Many of you have heard of Operation Rescue. It's a pro-life organization that succeeded in permanently closing hundreds of abortion mills and standing up to the barbarities of Planned Parenthood. From their website, Operation Rescue is one of the leading pro-life activist organizations in the U.S. Our goal is to use all legal tools available to us to expose abortion abuses, demand enforcement, save innocent lives, and build an abortion-free America. We're in the particular pro-life time of year. Our guest is Troy Newman. He is the longtime president of Operation Rescue. He's been one of the most effective activists on behalf of innocent babies for about 27 years. He was raised here in San Diego. He lives, I think, now in Wichita, but he attended Maranatha Bible College and Whitefield Theological Seminary, and he actually spoke at our church this last Sunday here in San Diego. So we're going to get to a little more. He's done so many things. Uh, He's written four books. He's got a radio show, and he's exposed Planned Parenthood. He's done a lot. He's a courageous guy. Welcome, Troy. Thank you for having me on, and great to be back in San Diego, at least uh, on the airwaves. (laughs) That's right. I'm sure there's a lot of folks that are going to appreciate hearing you. So I was so impressed. I am so impressed with your story, all the things you've done. Uh, You have a lot of courage. So we'll start out by asking, how did you first get involved in the pro-life movement? Give us a little background. And did you start right away at that time with Operation Rescue, or did you do something pro-life before that? Well, it's, it's kind of a long story, but uh, the, the simple part is that God ordains all things for good for those who love and are called according to His purpose. And I was at Maranatha you know, Bible College in, at, at that time it was Rancho Bernardo's kind of Penasquitas area with uh, Pastor Ray Bentley. And I knew I was being called into the ministry in some way. I was newly married, and uh, a friend of mine had invited me to go up to the men's conference, the Calvary Chapel Men's Conference up in Orange County. And on the way up there, he said, let's you know, cruise by this abortion clinic and see what's going on today. And, and I had never been in an abortion clinic. I never even honestly thought about abortion. And being adopted uh, myself at birth, uh, I, I think it kind of helped a real sensitive uh, uh, kind of part of my heart in its hand, the subject did. And we showed up at that uh, abortion clinic, and it was just pandemonium. Uh, there was people on the other side that were shouting 
swear words, that were wearing black satanic T-shirts, that were uh, hurling insults at these uh, Christian women that are just trying to hold out little pieces of paper, little tracks to the women going in. And instantly, my life changed because it, I was living in this gray world, and all of a sudden it became, it became black and white. Those people were on the side of the devil, and uh, the Christians handing out tracks were on the side of righteousness and God. And so I jumped right in, right there with Operation Rescue. Um, it was uh, just a, a phenomenal time. We spent many years in San Diego, closed a bunch of abortion clinics down there, and then we moved all over the country and been closing abortion clinics ever since. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Well, as I mentioned, you actually gave the sermon in our church on Sunday, and you had several quotes from the book of Galatians. And one was that we need a Savior to rescue us from this evil age. And, you know, it's getting so people don't even recognize that this is an evil age, and specifically about abortion, there's even some Christians, aren't there, or at least people that call themselves Christians that don't realize the evils of abortion. So could you briefly explain from a biblical Christian worldview why abortion is just really an evil thing? Well, it's very simple. I wrote a whole book on that, and people can get it on our website, OperationRescue.org. It's called Their Blood Cries Out. And I spent probably the better part of five years running around Southern California with a little TV and a DVD. It wasn't DVD back then. It was a VHS tape showing pastors and Christian leaders and politicians this little uh, seven-minute video called The Hard Truth. And it literally depicted color video pictures of children being aborted. Uh, biblically speaking, we know that God created us in our mother's womb, that he knits all life together. He holds everything in his hand. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, So, but, but Jesus has come to give life in it to the fullest. So Jesus is the author of life. He's a God of life. And uh, who is Satan? Death, destruction, lies, uh, division. That's who Satan is. So it's very simple. You can, and we can drill down theologically, and there's multiple verses in the Scripture about, uh, like, for instance, Jesus was first known by John the Baptist when both of them were in the womb. That's and right, yeah. Both of them were in the womb. My goodness, if that's not one of the best pro-life verses out there, and I hear so many, you know, anti-Christians or pseudo-Christians, or people deconstructed their faith to say, you know, uh, uh, abortion's never talked about in the Bible— well, okay, uh, but you know what? Life before birth is talked about in the Scriptures all the time. In fact, even in Galatians, uh, Paul says, who called me even before I was born in mother's womb. Okay, so it's, it's, it's very clear that God has ordained life, He's, and every single human being on the planet was created by God in His image. That's the other great Christian doctrine, imago Dei the image of God. We're the image and likeness of God. We, we, we bear his fingerprints. We bear his, his creativity, his love, and we're this reflection of God Almighty. And anyone who comes and takes life is of, is of the devil. It's very clear in Scripture. So, yeah, God the God of the living, and I prefer to be on that side than the one of death and destruction. So do I. Well, one of your most significant and I think also famous accomplishments was shutting down the late-term abortion clinic operated by George Tiller in Wichita, Kansas, which I believe is where you're currently located. So explain to our listeners a little bit about 
how you approached that and how that how that happened. Well, in San Diego, we had started a a campaign back in the '90s to go and expose every single uh, abortionist in an abortion clinic and and, and their workers. Uh, scripture says, "Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them." And I can't think of anything more unfruitful than stripping the womb of its fruit. You know, the babies are often called the fruit of the womb. So here's Scripture saying, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, rather uh, expose them or reprove them. So we went out and we started exposing these abortionists, and some some of these guys were lying to their neighbors saying they were weight loss specialists or uh, brain cancer specialists. And when when the, the neighbors found out that they were abortionists, these abortionists were horrified that they had been exposed, and often they quit. And 35 abortionists, I think 37 abortionists in San Diego County quit and we closed 18 abortion clinics. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was great! Just by, just by speaking the truth in love on the sidewalk in the public square, and shaming these people who should have more shame. And so we went on to L.A. We did much of the same thing up there. We closed a big abortion clinic chain there called Clinica Medica para Mujeres, the basically the abortion clinic for today's women. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I had a big epiphany in 2000. That's when we first discovered that they were doing embryonic stem cell research. And babies just 100 cells big, just of a, a period at the end of a sentence on your book or your paper. That's how big that baby is. And they were taking these babies and, and uh, dissecting them and growing human organs, mingling human uh, uh, pluripotent cells with mice. Uh, embryos or, or uh, bovine embryos, embryos and so forth. And I realized that we're never going to end child killing at the beginning of life when these babies are 100 cells big if we don't uh, expose the late-term abortion atrocities. And at the time, Wichita, Kansas, the abortion capital of the world, people from all over the world we're coming to Wichita, Kansas, believe it or not, Wichita, Kansas, because there's the, the, the largest late-term abortionist in the world. That is outside of communist China. So we came and we began exposing uh, those who would uh, practice this horrible deed, uh, the people that protected them, the everybody from the people that picked up the trash, the taxi cab drivers that drop off the women, the accountants, uh, the people who fixed the roof, the people that mowed the lawn, the people who guarded the um, – the parking lot, et cetera, we put the stigma where it belongs. A lot like John the uh, for having his brother's wife, it was the right word at the right time. And uh, applying God's law biblically, thou shalt not murder on one side, and the other side of the law is thou shalt protect human life. So there's, there's two sides to, to every uh, one of God's commandments. Thou shalt not murder also means you shall protect human life. Yep. And so ultimately, <clears throat> that abortion mill did close. And uh, the 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 rest of them, the the ones that were left, moved on to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where we have a satellite office we're exposing them there. Well, that was a wonderful thing. I am going to bring up one controversial thing that's uh, dogged Operation Rescue, not not to uh, not the fault of Operation Rescue, but if you read about Operation Rescue. Um, Mr. Tiller was tragically shot by a gunman, and the left kind of grabbed hold of a statement that I believe was made by Randall Terry, and they made it seem like Operation Rescue was endorsing violence or even even murder. And uh, that's the kind of thing that, that you have to deal with too, isn't it? Kind of the left just 
really getting desperate and and reaching for things to try to oh, sure. make you uh make you guys look like the bad guys yeah i see there's nothing new here you know they they called jesus an insurrectionist remember he yeah. Jesus himself an insurrectionist and then you look at uh, it, just go back a couple of years now uh to the summer of 2020 we had these these protesters burning down cities uh toppling police headquarters, attacking police officers. People died, and billions of dollars of damage. And what did the media call them? Mostly peaceful protests, right? Mostly peaceful. And then some people that were horrified at what happened during the 2020 election went to Washington, D.C., and walked into the Capitol, invited by the Capitol Police, and they were called what? insurrectionists. They were the violent ones. Not one person was carrying a gun or a club or a knife, but they were the insurrectionists. So yeah, you know, we've been called violent uh, right from the very beginning, and we just spin it right back on them. You're the ones that are murdering children. You're the ones that are dissecting little babies and selling their body parts. One of the things that we're also very proud of is that uh, I started the Center for Medical Progress, and people will remember the videos just a few years back that we took of abortionists discussing the sale of baby body parts, committing felonies. Each one of those uh, babies that were killed alive, by the way, born alive, killed, their bodies, uh, parts are harvested, sold off to NIH and Fauci and big universities and big pharma. I remember one of the women working there on that video said this was a way where she could buy a Lamborghini. Yep, yep. That was uh, Mary Gatter, abortionist Mary Gatter up in Pasadena. And when we were discussing the sale of, uh, uh, you know, how much she would want for various items like lungs or livers or brains or something like that from a from an unborn baby, she said, uh, "Well, I want a Lamborghini." I mean, it was horrifying, but that's the sort of people these people are, these individuals are, these abortionists. They have no heart, no soul. I've called them uh, things that are true. I believe they're human vampires. They're ghouls. Uh, they're snake oil salesmen. Uh, I mean, how horrible is this? On one end of the transaction uh, in an abortion mill, they say to the woman, your baby's useless. It's just a clump of cells. It, there's, there's nothing of value here. Uh, give us a, a few hundred dollars and we'll take care of your problem. Once that baby is aborted, all of a sudden they, they stand over the, uh, the corpse of this poor, innocent child and they slice it up, and all of a sudden it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars as they slice it up and part it out like you part out some classic car to a, in a chop shop. That's how, that's how ghoulish, that's how satanic these people are. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll stop at nothing that's, uh, that's legal, peaceful, nonviolent to, to stop these individuals from committing these atrocities. Well, it takes tremendous courage to do the kind of things you do. And as Christians, as believers, we have to be courageous and we have to pray for courage. And I want you, uh, Troy, to share uh, briefly a story that you shared on Sunday. I think this was also just a few years ago. You were at the Million Women's March and you were making your voice heard. And by the way, I'll mention it in case you don't. uh, Troy is a double black belt is that correct i i'm a second dan that's correct okay there that's and so you do know how to physically defend yourself but you were put in a difficult situation tell us a little bit about this (laughs) it 
it's it's a little comical and when you're looking at things like this through the rearview mirror but yeah there's they said a million women and they're all marching for abortion and i got the harebrained idea that i was going to stand right in front of this uh, march right behind the barricade as they were coming down uh, i think it was k street uh, pennsylvania avenue in washington dc they were marching from the eclipse all the way to the supreme court and as they marched the the, the people out front were the the big movie stars you know there was ashley judd and and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, and just plethora of uh, of these, you know, Hollywood elites that were standing out front holding big abortion banners. You know, our bodies, our rights, our right to decide, and all this stuff. And well, I had a bullhorn, and I was marching right alongside them for about two miles, and I was saying things like, you know, repent. Jesus uh, wants you to repent and turn to Him. Uh, children are created in the image and likeness of God. Abortion is murder. Thou shalt not murder. I called out Ashley Judd because her mom was very pro-life. Ashley, your mom would be ashamed of you. Shame. And they're holding these coat hangers, and they're waving them at me. Whoopi Goldberg was there, too. And she's yelling at me, just, you know, the, the fiercest-looking face that these women could muster. They're just angry about child killing. And uh, anyway, at the, at the end of the march, the barricades ended. And they all posed for a picture with a million women behind them. And I, I was a little full of myself at that point. And I jumped in front of him. I was about 30 yards away from the front of this. And I'm still just preaching at him through this bullhorn. And I hear a bunch of women behind me say, get him. <laughs> they just jumped on top of me. And they're kicking me and scratching me and pounding me. And uh, it wasn't a real good situation. You, you think about that. It's a lose-lose, okay? I, That's I a terrifying that. thing to think about for me. <laughs> I get either A, I get beat up by a bunch of women, or B, I stand up and I and I fight back. And here's Troy Newman on the front page of the of the New York Times, you know, giving a uh, a front snap kick to the to the forehead of some woman <laughs> wearing high heels. So either way, it wasn't good. But thankfully, the Metro Police saved me. They pulled me out of there, and they and I, I argued with them for just a little bit. I said I have my rights of free speech and so forth, <laughs> and they said we just saved you, buddy. And I said, thank you very much, and they, they let me on my way. But, you know, such is the, such are the stories of activists, and, and I've, been, I've been thrown in jail. I've been sued into oblivion. I can own nothing. I owe Planned Parenthood $18 million. Um, and, but, but it's all fine because I, I, would, I would do it all over again because I've seen countless babies get saved. I've seen abortionists get saved. I've seen abortion mills close. In fact, 70% of the nation's abortion mills have closed since 1991. People don't know that. We went from about 2,200 abortion mills in 1991 to just under 700. That's a reduction of 70% of the nation's abortion mills. And we're saving about, off the high watermark of the early 90s, about 900,000 babies a year. That's nothing to shake a stick about. That's nothing to... That that is really encouraging to hear. Yeah, because sometimes, especially... Yeah, the media portrays as, oh, people are really getting uh, pro, so-called pro-choice, but that's right. really encouraging. No, they want you to be discouraged. They want you to be isolated and discouraged and downtrodden. Uh, look, my God, Jesus sits on his throne right now, and uh, according to Psalm 110, he's placing his enemies under his feet, even at this moment. And so we, we're seeing millions of babies get saved. Abortion clinics close. There's 15 states, pardon me, 14 states now that are completely abortion-free post-Dobbs decision. This is all really good news. There's nothing to be um, 
discouraged about. I'm not down in the dirt about being pro-life. In fact, I've never been more enthused in my life. Jesus is exposing the unfruitful works of darkness right before our eyes. Look, the Democrat Party thinks that they're just going to run all the way to the White House in November on abortion. Yay! More baby killing. Yeah, the yellow man bad, and we provide abortions. I think America is sick and tired of the bloodshed that has been spilt in this land, the cheering of, of killing innocent children, the uh, making, the lionization of these abortionists as somehow they're the ones who are heroes. No, I'm sorry, we're done with that. That 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 party is is uh, is, is is long over. That ship has left the dock. Uh, Americans are for life or for restrictions on late-term abortions, taxpayer-funded abortions, abortions that hurt babies. This is this is not a country. You, the, the left would like you think like you think you, it is, but it's really not. I, I speak with people every day around the country, and they're and they're sick of it. They're sick of this child killing. And by the way, why wouldn't God judge America for this? We've killed millions upon millions of innocent children. They're creating His image and likeness. This sort of bloodshed will not go uh, unpunished. That's a very sobering thing. And I want to return for a sec to the the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And when was that? That was still less than a year ago, wasn't it, or something like that? And well, it's about two years. Maybe year it's half, two years. Uh, okay. In, so the June, media in June here would be two years. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, the media is portraying that as a as a political loser for pro life people, and they're making you think that. Well, boy, the wave is going more pro-abortion since it was overturned. But I saw on your website, you mentioned about abortion clinics closing since 91. Well, just apparently since less than, a, less than two years ago, since Roe v. Wade was overturned, there's been another 140 abortion clinics that have been closed. So, And then That's I right. think you mentioned 14 states that are now completely pro-life. So, no, Ro- the overturning of Roe v. Wade was not only a godly thing, but it was also good for the pro-life movement, wasn't it? It certainly is. Now, we've lost, somebody might say we've lost the last statewide initiatives, uh, eight of them in a row, and that's true, and it's tragic. But that's a messaging problem on our part. It's not, it's not the, 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 uh, that the other side is winning. Look, we, we come to these initiatives uh, and we're overplayed. Uh, we are outspent. And uh, the other side lies. I like what Father Pavone says. He says, the other side lies better than we tell the truth. Think about that. The other side lies better than we tell the truth. They say, oh, yeah, this is about freedom. This is about liberty and protecting a woman's right to reproductive. Women have reproductive freedom. You can get pregnant or not pregnant anytime you want. But uh, so we need to tell the truth better. We need to say this isn't about reproductive freedom. This is about killing children in the eighth and ninth month. This is about harvesting their body parts. This is about taxpayer-funded abortion. This is a horrible thing that nobody likes. And when we talk like that, we win 80 to 90 percent of the people on our side. The problem is pro-lifers want to talk about life and have this mission creep where now pro-life is about helping refugees, the people on death row, making sure moms have access to maternity care. Yeah, all that is good. But the issue is we're not just pro-life. We're specifically anti-abortion. We're against the killing of innocent children. And when we speak that message, and if I could convince the rest of the pro-life movement of this, we would be winning. And that's what uh, President Trump is running on. Uh, Not this mealy-mouthed pro-life position, but an anti-abortion position. And that's where we win. 
I saw that pl- that uh, your organization, Operation Rescue, is endorsing President Trump for election. So, um, yeah, why wouldn't we? The yeah. guy brought us a historic three Supreme Court justices that voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. Right. We barely got Roberts. Robert, if, if it was just a, a slimmer margin, Roberts would have voted on the other side. Look. President uh, uh, Reagan gave us Sandra Day O'Connor, extended abortion. Uh, uh, Bush one gave us uh, Kennedy, bad decision. Uh, and then uh, George H.W. Bush gave us Roberts. And uh, all of them were mealy mouth and she on abortion. Here comes President Trump. OK, he defunds Planned Parenthood to the best of his ability and gives us three staunchly pro-life Supreme Court justices. I'll take him every single day of the week versus anyone else. Nikki Haley is for abortion. Ron DeSantis has dropped out. I think he was pretty pro-life. So he's, President Trump is the only one, really, that uh, that can win this. I think he won it last time, personally. But I think he can win it single-handedly, and he's going to do something uh, about Planned Parenthood and abortion in America. We've got to put this issue to rest and move on. Well, I think you make some just outstanding points. We're winding up here. Just last comment, Troy. What can what can our listeners do? Our listeners say, I, I'm sure they're overwhelmingly pro-life, but what what's something tangible they can do to help this cause? Every day when you wake up, pray for America and pray that we end child killing. You have to have a broken heart for these innocent children. And secondly, vote with your feet, vote with your money. Don't visit places that are pro-abortion. And when you hear someone speaking about reproductive freedom, just say something like, I don't believe in killing innocent children. Just like that. Be vocal. Be vocal in your defense of innocent children. Be vocal in your faith for Jesus Christ. That is my best advice. Thanks so much, Troy. It's been wonderful. I'm going to really want to talk to you again. To bless your neighbor, listeners, go to operationrescue.org, become more informed, pray, as Troy says, actively support the cause of life. Till next week, biblical citizens, let's roll! Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll! Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.